You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to today's podcast. I am excited because I have a sister girlfriend with me online today, Mrs. Caitlin Morris. You know, Mrs. Caitlin Morris, she is a multi-award-winning executive producer, director, and screenwriter, and film editor. She has a passion for creating and managing innovative and engaging visuals for national and international audiences. She's worked for the Baltimore Ravens broadcast department, major television networks, and her own multi-award winning web series. She also works with the NBC Sports Chicago and the Emmy award winning NFL films. We got a lot to talk about. I am excited, excited. Welcome Caitlin Morris to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. That was quite an intro. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's all you, as they say, that's all you. You know, let's just jump right in. I want to find out, um, when did you decide to go into sports media? Because that's kind of different than, you know, movies and television and things like that. Sports media is kind of a certain type of niche. So what drew you to this type of industry? Sure. So I'll preface by kind of taking it all the way back to when I was a toddler. Oh, when I was come a toddler, on. <laughs> I first and foremost thought I wanted to be an actress. Oh, um, my. <laughs> but then um, somewhere um, down the line, probably a few years later, I realized I did want to work in entertainment, but more so behind the scenes. So as a writer, I'm writing scripts and things of that sort. And so I grew up writing plays for my church and producing those and directing those and acting in them. But then um, I found that as I got to be a teenager and I got into high school, I went to a high school that was really big on sports. Mm. And being a teenager, 14 years old, all of my friends went to a different teenager. I'm sorry, a different high school. And I went to a private high school where I didn't really know anyone. And so it's hard to hang out with your friends because you don't have a car and no (laughs) one to drive you around. So sometimes you're just sitting at home and Uh it's like, my dad, my dad was a little too cheap to pay for cable. So okay. we only had a number of channels. And so it's mm. either watch a bunch of reruns every day okay. or watch something that's always going to be new and exciting. And for me, that was sports. So every time you turn on the TV, it's a new game. There's something new oh. happening. And so I kind of took it from there. I just really dove into my school culture of sports as okay. well as what was on TV that I did have. <laughs> and I guess the rest is and my love for entertainment and the rest is kind of history. Yeah. Wow. Now, as a little girl, uh, you mentioned, you know, wanting to be an actress and you were doing theatrical, you know, writing and things like that. Did your love for writing start as a little, little girl as well, um, like in elementary school? You know, because a lot of times kids will come up with these little stories and they'll hear mom, here's a story. And they wrote something. Did it start out that early or was it later in the years? Um, well, I did start creating my own skits. I can't mm. remember what specific age, but I know I was always making some sort of show, um, writing skits or just performing them. Um, And so (laughs) I'm losing my train of thought for a second. But um, I would say that 
one of the first things that I did write that I was, mm-hmm. it kind of was a light bulb moment for me. That wow. was in junior high. I wrote okay. a poem. People mm-hmm. responded well to it. And so I mm-hmm. kept going further. And one of the other things that I use writing for is because um, I'm a very introverted person. Okay. I grew up kind of shy and quiet. And so it was hard for me to express myself verbally to other people. And so um, whatever emotions I was feeling or the thoughts that I felt like I couldn't express, I felt like I could open up and I could have the floor. No one could interrupt me because you're writing it down like no one can. It's it's written. It's done. And so from there, it's like, okay, not only is it written now. We're going to perform it like someone's going to hear what I have to say. I'm the youngest of four. Okay, okay. You know, that's interesting because um, you were the baby. But a lot of times that's interesting for our audience to know, because a lot of times if people they feel they don't have a voice, writing is a way to get everything out, to get it out there, to hear your story. And, And when you talked about entertainment and, you know, wanting to, you know, kind of find your place, find your voice, that's the perfect remedy for people that are quiet like you said introverts and things like that so that's important for young people as well as older people to know that you can write it out just get it out some kind of way versus holding it in and things like that now caitlin when did your first big break come in as far as in sports media because you have this extensive resume you know Um, but when would you say your first big break came in with sports media because you work with a number of different sports team over the years but what was the first one that you just got excited and thought okay now I'm on my way. <laughs> so my, I want to say, was it my, I guess it was my sophomore year of college. Uh, I went to University of Illinois in Champaign, Urbana, and I was part of the social issues theater ensemble. So I was writing and acting for that um, theater group. Um, and then I kind of got tired of it. I found myself, I'm like, am I acting in everyday life? It just started feeling like it was spilling over to my life. And then I saw that there was an opportunity for an internship with the athletic department where I could learn video editing skills and be behind the camera, using camera, interviewing, doing voiceovers, all that. Uh And so I took that leap of faith. And that's basically how I got started. Um, It was a newer program, but now it's thriving because Mm. the Big Ten Network is now here and There's so much happening, but I was there at like the beginning stages of when they were kicking everything off. And then from there, um, because I had that opportunity in college to have that internship, it led me to the Baltimore Ravens. And (laughs) this is the part I I, I don't like saying. They offered me a full-time position with Travis Weiss. What? Both times I had to turn it down. (laughs) Oh my, what happened? Tell us about that. Yes. So the first time um, I had just finished my junior year of college. So um, after my internship, I'm going into my senior year. I took the summer internship in uh, Baltimore. Um, Well, it's Owings Mills, but the stadium's in Baltimore. Um, Mm -hmm. And they offered it to me. But my dad was like, well, if they're not going to pay for you to finish your college degree, I don't know if I should have listened to my dad. (laughs) And then the second time they offered it, I had just had my first newborn child. And um, uh, it was a family decision that was made. But if I were to make the decision on my own, Wow. wow. I would have been everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and probably on television or one of the major networks now reporting and, and recording and things. Now, you mentioned internship. How important do you feel, um, Caitlin, is internship? Because a lot of times college students, they they look at it as, oh, 
Um, I'm, I want to get out there and get that big break. And they undermine the experience that you can gain from an internship. So um, talk about the internship and the importance of what you can learn and the opportunities that, that it can open up like for yourself. Yeah. So I would say that internships are vital. Um, they're like the building blocks to get mm. you to where you want to be. And one of the things that I learned from being in graduate film school where yeah. I think I took four things away. Hopefully I remember all of them. One <laughs> is to um, make something, um, take on a different role than you're used to. Okay. Um, I believe networking is also another one. And then... Um, having that internship, that internship is key. Um, it can, it, it basically encompasses all of the four things that I just said, because you're okay. able to network within the, uh, internship, um, okay. you're able to make things, um, produce mm. things, build your portfolio, and you're okay. able to take on different roles that you may not have, um, had an opportunity to, um, have any type of experience. in. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very, very important, like you said, because like I said, a lot of people underestimate that opportunity and just getting started. You're starting in at the ground floor, but you don't know where that can lead in many industries, you know, starting out with an internship. Now, how difficult was it for you as a female? Um, because you mentioned the Baltimore Ravens, which is a big, you know, very well-known team. But how how difficult was it for you as a female in the sports media? What were some of the challenges, even at that level that you faced that you know, the guys can just get passed in and then they can go into the locker room, a lot of things. But what were some of the challenges as a female that you had to overcome to be in sports media? I think um, being a female, sometimes people don't take you seriously or they wow. think wow. they know more than you automatically <laughs> or you're just not up to par or standard or they, they have to step in or they have to look over your shoulder to double check mm. if you're doing everything. Wow. Right. wow. I feel like I'm still experiencing today wow. as wow. a 37 year old woman <laughs> uh i don't know when it ends if it ends but mm -hmm. it's it's mm -hmm. a real thing mm. wow and it's really important because you know even with the me too movement and everything else that's going on the equality in a lot of areas we're still struggling we're still trying to find our place and 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 not look at that glass ceiling uh in a lot of areas and because there's so many there's women in sports as well but when we talk about sports media that's like another niche to get into, you know, and things like that, um, especially to find that success in it. Like you said, because people are looking over your shoulder, they're wondering, can they do it? Or, you know, you just have to really work really hard uh, to prove yourself. And by doing that, what would you say were some of the principles that you just decided early on to live by to say, you know what, I can make it, I can take it. There's certain things that guide us at certain points to let us know that, you know, we just got to hang in there. So what was those principles for you that made you just stick with sports media? That's a good question. Um, I think it, it that's a multi-part answer, I guess. So <laughs> partially, it's my upbringing. Thank God for the parents mm. that I had to push wow. me. Um, so um, basically, I guess I've always been ambitious and they, mm. they believe like anything is possible. And so wow. I took on that belief as well. And um, <laughs> I don't know how people feel about me saying I never take no for an answer, but if there is not a door that's open, mm, if there is yeah. not a door that exists, 
Mm. If it is even just a wall, I will mm. carve that door out <laughs> myself and I will <laughs> I will walk through it. And people think I'm crazy, but uh-huh. to some degree you have to be a little bit crazy to yeah. Um, yeah. pursue your goals and to get to where you want to be. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to have uh, just that perseverance t- and yeah. resilience. Yeah. That's probably... Yeah. Uh, mm. I don't know how deep into my story I can really get, or if you can go, you can break it down like a fraction. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna take okay. a I'm gonna take, take a, little a turn, detour. take a little yeah. turn there. <laughs> so, um, basically, I was at a after I graduated from undergrad, okay. I decided I wanted to start a family um, okay. with the person I was with at the time. So mm-hmm. we had children, but he ended up. This is during the time where they offered me the job for the second time. He was oh. he was abusive in yeah, so many yeah. different ways. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of it being in that uh, marriage, it killed mm-hmm. my dreams. Like, oh, OK. And I lost who I was and mm-hmm. I was just deep down. <laughs> Thankfully, mm-hmm. I mean, it 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 came down to be a life or death situation that thankfully wow. I got out of my children. Yeah. And I, we yeah. got out of. Um, mm-hmm. But for some, like he told me I couldn't do this without him or I couldn't be this, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of dogging me out about yeah. sports media and the things mm-hmm. that I had already achieved. Um, yeah. Yeah. But my life was at a standstill. And so it mm-hmm. was like, a, well, I'm going to go back out there and I'm going to prove mm-hmm. I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm going to mm-hmm. prove me right. I'm going to live yeah. my life like I didn't skip a beat. And yeah. that's yeah. one of the things my mom told me, like, um, even though they felt like I had a child too early, I didn't mm. take time to focus on my career because I was 23 when I had my firstborn. Yeah. She said, yeah. Your life doesn't end just because you have a child. And so mm. I know some women they're like, okay, this is it. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. just going to mm-hmm. be at home or I'm going to take the job down the street and mm-hmm. we're going to make it work. But yeah, I where there's a will, there is a way is what my yes. mom has always said. Yeah. And I will find a way to do it all. Mm, mm. <laughs> and I know that, yeah, everyone's got their own viewpoint on what a mother's role should be. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I was determined. And so I went to film school for graduate school. And that's how I got with NFL films and I created my web series. Um, mm. And um, I also went into NBC Sports and now I'm building my own entity as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to find that person, that person that with the resilience, with the resolve, the person that never takes no for an answer, like (laughs) person, you knock me down. I'm getting back up even stronger, like can't hold me down. Yeah, that's just how I live my life. Wow. That that is really interesting. That is a book. You just described your book of your autobiography or something like that, because a lot of times we have troubles, we have trials, there's setbacks and things like that. And people will stop. They will give up. Um, they won't pursue. Like you said, a lot of women and men will get lost. Their dreams die. Um, but I think it's important to um, re- make a reset. You know what I'm saying? You can always do a reset. You can always hit that reset button and start over and begin again. Um, and, and when you talk about, you know, the things that happen in your life, as far as, you know, having an abusive marriage and and having your dreams die inside of you and and things like that and trying to find yourself again with your family and things like that. Um, what who motivates you to keep going? Because that I imagine was some difficult times, some difficult days. 
Um, and, and, and going through that, there was d- more difficult days ahead of you, you know, trying to climb out of that type of pit, that holographic grip that it had on you saying that I can't, I won't. And, and people telling you that you can't succeed and can't make it. Who motivated you through those days to keep going to say, you know what, I might fall down, but I'm going to get back up again and get back up again and get back up again so that you knew that um, there was just something, there was something, you know, who was that person or what was it that helped you to keep looking up when you felt down? Um, I would say um, definitely it was, uh, there was, so I also have to say that he was also uh, spiritually abusive. So I had a whole, whole it was a journey to get back to like my relationship with God and all that. So that was a whole thing and trying to build back up. Um, But I would say my mom, Mm -hmm. um, my mom was fantastic. She stepped right in and like, Mm -hmm. uh, she's, She's been my help. Like, yeah, God has yeah. been my help. And she really showed me <laughs> what it means to be a mother, yeah. Um, yeah. what it means to sacrifice for your children mm. and to do whatever it takes. Um, mm-hmm. So my family, my sisters, my dad, um, yeah. even close friends as well, just keeping me encouraged and motivated and um, being around people that mm-hmm. aren't tr- trying to take from me, but are trying right. to pour into me or they are not trying to like set me back because they're feeling less than because of my um, progression or my skill set or talents or the fact that I'm accomplishing certain things. They're, they're rooting for me. They're cheering for me Mm, (laughs) because there can be some of that where if you're with the wrong person, like in a new relationship, but Thankfully, I did not have that experience. I had someone pushing me forward in spite mm-hmm. of their own feelings, pushing me to go to California, pushing me to go wow. to New Jersey to um, achieve those things. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Let's talk a little bit about the spiritual trauma, because faith is so important to a lot of people. And that's what is like. That's where the buck stops right there. If it's something that's going to violate or deviate from their faith, a lot of people won't make the certain decisions to do certain things. Um, how important is faith to you? Because going through that type of trauma where you're, you're, you're being stifled, you can't have the freedom to even worship God in the way that you choose to. How did that trauma affect you, you know, it, it, at that particular time? Because there's a lot of people that are listening that there's different type of trauma that they experience, whether it's a financial trauma, an emotional health trauma, um, even a spiritual type of trauma, you know, whether they're leaving a church or they just something happens and they just think I can't find God anywhere. So how important or what was that time like for you when you were just searching for God? God, where are you? I'm, I'm hanging on by my fingernails, so to speak. What was yeah, that like? It was definitely a dark, dark time for me. Um, yeah. I lost my faith. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to best describe it. Um, mm-hmm. I think what, um, yeah, I wasn't sure what to believe anymore, who to believe, even just showing up to church after everything had been said and done. Like, Mm. so the night that was the turning point for me leaving the situation and praying for my own life, I said, Mm. I, I kept repeating, I, I didn't go to sleep that night because I didn't know what was going to happen. 
but I rebuke the name of the I rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I kept repeating yeah, yeah, it, even yeah. though I had nothing left in me. Wow, I'm like pulling from my mother and my grandmother's mm. words just to get me through the night, so that mm. in the morning I could get out of there mm. and just save myself and my children. But yeah. it took several years. It wasn't like an overnight. Mm. Like it took for my at the time, my oldest, he was eight years old. Okay. Um, okay. And the pastor of our church tapped on him to give a youth sermon. And oh my. So as a writer, I'm like, okay, <laughs> let yeah. me make sure you're going to do this yeah. right. And yeah. so I started working with it. So I'm like, to some degree, like he would write some sermons, but I would yeah. kind of go in and help them. So mm. I'm like somewhat of a ghost writer or assistant wow. writer for him wow. writing sermons. And wow. so I think that helped me build back into like my spirituality. And mm-hmm. I'm just, God does amazing things because he knew I wouldn't, he knew I was out the door. <laughs> but he was like, hey, I'm going to tap on this kid right here. Wow. You can't, you can't wow. leave you can't leave me. And wow. I need him more than anything. I, I understand like without him, I would not be here. Wow. that That's amazing because you realize that you did not come this far to only come this far. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, I've had some epiphanies recently. So I freelance produce with the Catholic production company. And so I interview all types of people that have witness different miracles, experienced mm-hmm. different miracles or had different transformative experiences yeah, through yeah. God and their relationship and hearing mm-hmm. those stories. It brings me to tears every time I think, okay, I'm just doing my job. I'm like yeah. crying, asking them questions and it's doing something to me, like, and inspiring mm-hmm. me like, okay, what's the next phase? What more can I do to give back and to um, help my spirituality grow as well as my children's as well as my community. So that's something that's been on my heart. Like this, I just got back from Florida yesterday. Technically, um, as a, I was supposed to be flying out like in a few hours to Maryland to uh, interview an archbishop in Baltimore um, tomorrow, but they canceled that they had to reschedule it. But just, I'm realizing, okay, this is more than just a paycheck. Like Mm. there's some sort of divine thing that's happening, whether I'm Catholic or not, because I'm not Catholic. I am learning something on a spiritual level that is transforming me from the Mm. inside and slowly but surely helping me get to where I need to be. Wow. Now let's talk a little bit about your web series, because the web series that you have is just, uh, it's just been awesome. How did that come about? And, and, and why a web series? Because there's so many things that you were already doing and, and busy being a mom and and, um, you know, working with the different sports media. But let's talk about the web series. OK, so my true passion is um, to be a television writer, which I've been lucky to write for television. But on the sports side of things, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did go to grad school for screenwriting. Mm-hmm. And so w- when you're a screenwriter or in grad school, you specialize in just that one area, just writing. Oh, okay. okay. But I didn't want to be one of those people that just writes a script and then it just sets it to the side or hopes, wishes and prays <laughs> that someone's going to do something with it or like it enough. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm going to figure <laughs> this thing out and I'm going to be every person <laughs> so luckily I had a great team of of people around me, including my cousin. 
um, yeah. who walked me through what producing looks like and the organizational wow. part of it. And oh my goodness, without my team and my cousin, yeah. like it would not even be po- possible at all. But yeah, it's always been a passion of mine to write for scripted um, series. Yeah. Mm, wow. that That's really exciting. You know, as a busy entrepreneur, you know, traveling and things like you do as a mom, um, you have so many different endeavors and you're, you've got a full plate, actually, you know, working within the community and 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 doing a lot. But then here comes another endeavor, prestigious athletic club. Now, you know, I'm really excited about that. Tell us about prestigious athletic club and and uh, the role that you play with this organization. Sure. So prestige um, is a fantastic organization. Um, it's only been in existence for just a year. So November 12th of 2021 is when it was first organized. Um, and so it started out as a track and field club. Um, and so this past summer, 12 uh, student athletes went to the Junior Olympics. One became an All-American. Great wow. success. Um, and then we also have other programs like our entrepreneurship program where students can learn those types of skills and pitch their business ideas, um, wow. prizes. And then finally, we have the creative side of the house, which is the sports media program that I am currently building. Um, I'm really excited about this program. Yes. Um, there's been so many times where I'm like, okay, I want to get away from sports and I need to do, <laughs> but it keeps pulling me back. And wow. I think there's a, there's an area for it, or there's a need for sports media coverage because we have all of these kids yeah. in our community who are so talented yes. um, and they need exposure. So mm-hmm. um, I believe I read a statistics where it's like, there's a small percentage of student athletes that are actually actively recruited to go on and receive college scholarships. Everyone else oh, is just scratching and falling at the surface, trying wow. to get in there. But um, to be able to provide coverage for these athletes and to share their stories, mm. um, I think, yeah, I, it's an exciting time. and It's an exciting way to build our community, to rally around the youth mm-hmm. Um to help businesses and bring more exposure to local businesses. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Now I know in part of the program, there's a, there's an economic part, there's a financial literacy as well. So it's not just the sports from ages like, you know, six to 18 or something, but there you're teaching them how to be financial, financial literacy in that program, as well as public speaking and, and just the, the um, overall, just, being behind the camera and working with the camera and, 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 and writing and all of that. It's so exciting to, to have something like this is a part of a community. It's so needed. Is this just for the Will County area or is this something to envision to expand it outside of the Will, Will County area? So right now we're just focused on Will County, but our desire is to grow. Um, So um, proof of concept was this past summer on the athletic side. They knocked it out of the park. Wow. So, wow. Um, we are definitely looking to expand slowly, but surely. Um, yeah. And, wow. um, yeah, I also am excited about the financial literacy part, um, because students don't really get to hear what <laughs> finances really um, are all about. That's um, right. That's, that's right. Banking or investing or mm-hmm. debt. <laughs> credit cards. There's so much to like 
steer clear of, but also mm-hmm. things to like that you want to kind of get more involved in, like investing and yeah. to expose them to um, some topics they may not know of and to help them become more well-rounded at this yeah. age, I think would be beneficial for um, our community, beneficial yes. for themselves and yeah. beneficial for the economy as well. Now, what are the ages for um, the, the prestigious athletic club? Is it, is it six to 18 or what are the ages? So the ages on the athletic side of the house, um, it's open to all ages. Anyone okay. who wants to get the athletic training can. Um, okay. And then that would be the same for, I'm sorry, uh, for the entrepreneurship part, which okay. is our financial literacy. And we're focused on the student athletes that are in high school. Okay. Um, and then finally, on the creative side of things um, for the sports media program, we're focused on ages 16 to 24. Okay, 16 to 24. Now, what would you say to a person that wants to go into the sports media area um, you know, as their career? Because you've been there, you went through the journey and graduated and with honors and everything and, and landed in with some very prestigious positions with the Baltimore Ravens and things like that. What would you say to a person that wants to go into this industry? That's a good question. Um, I believe that they can do it. I believe okay. anything is possible. Um, yes. They just have to have the work ethic, um, mm. be dedicated to their craft, study, yeah. um, build their portfolio. It's never yes. too early to build it. There's so wow. many resources at this point, whether you're using your iPhone or mm. editing on your phone or wow. um, using your laptop. Um, mm-hmm. The the possibilities are endless. Um, wow. Yeah. Mm, wow. That, that, that is really encouraging. We're so excited that you guys are doing something so phenomenal um, with this athletic club right here in, in our County uh, and things like that. And that there's prospects to expand it to other areas, because this is something that's needed to help youth, to help community, um, to help people in sports, because a lot of these activities there, they don't have funding for them in schools. So when you talk about, you know, doing like some type of speaking camp or, um, you know, some type of financial literacy or some type of, um, you know, like journalistic program or writing creative. There's just not a lot of money for that. You know, the schools and the budgets are just so streamlined. And so this is an opportunity to encompass a lot of things. What would you say are some of the current needs of the uh, prestigious athletic club, prestigious athletic club right now? Because I know money is one thing for our listening audience out there, but what are some of the other needs that you feel that are needed to be able to help push the vision a little farther? Um, I would say uh, equipment is definitely Mm. fantastic. Partnerships are fantastic as well. We've been fortunate enough to um, be building upon our partnerships week after week after week. and I would also say if there are any mentors, business mentors, entrepreneurs, local okay. businesses that want to lend, whether it's like a master class, seminar, okay. workshop, anything mm. that they want to teach or impart wisdom unto um, the student athletes or our students in general, um, that could be definitely helpful as well. Wow. And how do you get a hold of the club to for people that want to get more information that maybe possibly want to donate? Um, be a mentor, be a, be a partner with this organization. Um, what is the way that they can get in contact with you? The best way would be to go to our website, which is prestigeathleticclub.com. Okay. Or um, they can also email uh, prestigeathleticclub1 at gmail.com. 
Um, but if you do go to the website, it has everything on there. Um, it's got the phone number. It's got the email address. It's got things you can click on to see our information packet or to reach out about media inquiries or yes. um, partnerships as well. Well, folks, we've been talking to Caitlin Morin, one of the co-founders of Prestige Athletic Club. This is an exciting opportunity for young people, for people of all ages, for community, for business individuals. Um, we're just about out of time, friends. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website for updates and more information. Please leave a comment at www.road2eternity.net. Um, the prestigious athletic club information will be on there. Caitlin's information will be on there. Caitlin Morris. I want you to look her up. She's phenomenal. She's awesome. Um, she is a person that you should know. Okay. And send your young people to this organization because it's really great. It's going to be the, it's the hottest thing that's going to be going on in 2023. I'm telling you, it's the hottest thing and it's only year one. So we're looking forward to some exciting opportunities, exciting partnerships, exciting of things happening with this organization. Um, I just want you to remember folks that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world the way that Caitlin Morris is doing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.